You're listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. You can find notes for this message along with more information about our church by visiting church2911.com. Here's a member of our team with this week's message. Words are important and they come to every voice. I was over at Pastor Rick's last week and, you know, we were out on his deck. It's a beautiful deck, creek in the back, woods. It's in the middle of nowhere, so it's awesome. And, and a two crows landed on the, the banister, the rails of his, uh, of his deck. And, you know, and Rick's, you know, he's a cool guy and everything, but in a harsh, mean voice, he says, Crows, you get, get gone like that. And the crows fell over off the deck, died immediately. And I said, wow. And I said, well, it really is possible that you kill two birds with one's tone. (laughs) Okay. Sometimes you have to really look into some things I say. Nita says I don't scream my stuff for her because she says I wouldn't be able to use it. So. But anyway, what a series, about seven movies in the Mission Impossible series, and and, and they're just incredible, they're filled up with so many dynamic and unique uh, facets of entertainment and and crazy things, and and, and, you know, I think after seven movies though, it shouldn't be called Mission Impossible anymore, it should be Mission Possible, (laughs) because every one of them, they solve their mission, right, so it kind of don't make sense, but anyway, the movie if any of you remember, it started back in 1966. Anybody remember 1966? A few of you, yeah. And so 1966, we have a television series, and it's a great series. lasts for, you know, six, seven years. And it's about uh, uh, tough, hard, impossible scenarios that required like a concerted, orchestrated effort to pull off. And then in 1996, somebody got a hold of it and says, let's create the M. Uh, M-I-F, I believe it was, or I-M-F, I-M-F, that right? Impossible Missions Force. Anybody ever heard of Ethan Hunt? <clears throat> Tom Cruise, yeah, he did it well. So Ethan Hunt is the head of this thing, and so what happens is it's all based around this guy who is super talented, top-level spy, puts James Bond in the shade, right? And so it's also based on a team concept, specialists in each needed area to accomplish a mission that's seemingly impossible okay okay each movie defies logic physics gravity and common sense it is impossible the things you see how do they even come with that and put it on the screen for us to see and believe but we are so strangely drawn to it aren't we that, isn't that dynamic movie? Don't it just suck us in? We say, wow, ooh, and we dodge, and we, and we th- what in the world, you know? And, and so we, we see all that, but the thing about it is somehow we're drawn into these improbable movies. And I wonder why it is, and I wonder if it's not because we are designed to operate in the impossible. <clears throat> so would you consider for a moment that you are designed to work in the impossible. Uh, the possible, okay, you know, the possible's okay, but how about the impossible? Uh, one of my mentors back years ago in, in welding, and I was in maintenance, and uh, if something broke down, they would call and they'd say, okay, and I could hear him on the phone, and it is, oh, oh, if it's hard to do, oh, we're going to get right on it. And he would always say, but if it's impossible, it's going to take three minutes longer. Yeah, and that's the way he believed. He said, there's nothing impossible in that realm. And so uh, we're going to see if we can find out a connection between these movies 
in God's Word. This morning, I want to start with a, a, a story about a rich young man. I believe it'll be on the screen. It's in Matthew 19, verses 16 through 26, I believe. <coughs> Excuse me. Just then, a man came up to Jesus and asked, Teacher, what good thing must I do to get eternal life? Why do you ask me what is good? Jesus replied. There is only one who is good. If you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. Well, which ones? He inquired. Jesus replied, you shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. Honor your father and your mother and love your neighbor as yourself. All these I have kept, the young man said. What do I still lack? Jesus answered, if you want to be perfect, go sell your possessions and give the poor and you will have treasure in heaven then come follow me when the young man heard this he went away sad because he had great wealth then jesus said to his disciples truly i tell you it's hard for someone who's rich to enter into the kingdom of heaven and again i tell you it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter into the kingdom of god when the disciples heard this, they were greatly astonished and asked, Who then can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Isn't it amazing that there's a story that comes up and it's unique? And, and, and the way it works out, according to the rich young ruler, he's facing a struggle. The same struggle that each one of us face, everybody on the planet face, the great Christian struggle. And we think that we have a mission. Well, we do have a mission. But sometimes identifying the mission is most of the problem. And we think the mission, most of us, I think a vast majority of people, the mission is heaven. We've got to get to heaven. But we just read some scripture here that says pretty hard to get there, isn't it? The rich young man says, I've got everything I need. I've done everything you said. I've got money. And he says, don't think it's going to happen. You know, uh, he went away sad. That's what the scripture says, right? And, and what was it, the disciples? How did they react? They heard Jesus, and after Jesus spoke, what he said, they were what? Astonished? They were upset. Oh, wow, wait a minute. If this guy has done all the, the work, if this guy's got the goods, if he's got the ability and the means, he can't get in, then what? And then Jesus says what? It's impossible for man. It, it's kind of crazy because what happened is the disciples were, were messed up because of a word he used. It was the camel and the needle thing. You remember that, the camel and the needle he says, it'd be easier for the camel to go through what? Now, I don't know about y'all, but I, I've tried to do a little sewing. I mean, you know, if I got to repair something, right? But, you know, there's this little sliver of steel, and there's a hole in the end of it, right, for the thread. If anybody can get that thread through that eye of that needle, I'd love to, you to help me out, okay? It's, I'm, you lick, you got to lick, right? You lick, and, then, and then you poke, lick and poke, lick and poke. That's near impossible on its own. But what Jesus said, it's easier for the camel to go through the eye of a needle. Wait a minute. <laughs> it, anybody seen a camel before? They're, they're bigger than a dog, right? I mean, and we're talking about it, it literally is the eye of a needle. 
And, you know, then I got to look at Scripture. I like to look at stuff. And, you know, I like Greek. I love to read some Greek and stuff like that. I love Greek. Matter of fact, there's one down on 8th Avenue. I just, a great guy. You know, he's a great Greek. But anyway, it's a funny word because when it talks about uh, the eye of the needle, it says it's easier for a camel. Well, it's funny that the word for camel in the Greek is camelon. K-A-M-I-L-O-N, camelon, which is a, a camel. Isn't it funny? Kind of closely tied together. But there's another word that's actually the first text, and it's camelon, K-E-M-E-L-O-N. And you know what it is? It's rope. So the word for rope and the word for camel is really close together. But I go back to the premise. If I can barely get a string, a thread through the eye of a needle, certainly can't get a camel, and I know I can't get a rope through it, Right? So basically, what is it? Is it impossible to get that stuff through the eye of a needle? It is. That's what the Scripture says. Now, the disciples are kind of upset now because it says, well, what the, who, what, how? How can, how can we accomplish our mission? And then Jesus says something like this, with man, it's what? Everybody say impossible. impossible. Yeah, impossible. It's a unique word because it means it, it can't happen. It means it's, it's not possible. It's uh it's basically un, has no ability to be accomplished. Either way, the mission's impossible, whether it's the rope or whether it's a real camel, don't really matter. Here's a quote from Audrey Hepburn. Anybody remember Audrey? Beautiful young lady. It's been a while. But she says, nothing is impossible. Even the word itself says what? Impossible. I think somebody uses that on a commercial now for some education things. It's really unique. But the thing about it is, Matthew 17 Verse 20 has something similar to that. Do we have that up there? Or it's 19. He says, because you have little faith, I tell you the truth. If you have, found, uh, have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. Wow. So there's some encouragement, but yeah, we've got to do some clearing up here because there's, there's, there's some uh, qualifiers for this. Matthew, I mean, Hebrews 6.18 says something like this. And what does it say? Hebrews 6.18 God did this so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie. So there is an impossibility, right? Camel through the eye needle, impossible. God going to lie? Impossible. Well, how about Hebrews eleven six? There's some more impossible. What does it say? And without faith, it is what? So here we're dealing with some impossibilities, and God and Jesus is recording them and telling them to us, guys, there's some things that are just impossible, Man can't do it. That man there was anthropos. And you know what it says? It says mankind. It means man and woman. Men and women, men and women cannot accomplish the mission that you think that you've got to have. If your mission is heaven, then what are we going to do? Well, let's try to break it down a little bit further, okay? The reason it's impossible is because it's the object of the mission that we're having trouble with. You know, just like in the movie, the primary emphasis was always unobtainable. Mission impossible. Guys, this is, this is it. You, we need to do this. Impossible is the reason the name of the movie, right? So what does Ethan do? Ethan Hunt says, well, wait a minute. He says, I've got to figure out an alternate way to get around the impossibility. So he never goes straight at it. He says, there's got to be a way to get around to accomplish the impossible. And so what it is, it's the, each, it's the same with us. So here's a hint for you this morning. Heaven is not the mission. Oh, wait a minute. Well, yeah, because see what happens. If you try to obtain a mission that's impossible, you can't do it. 
So what are we going to do as Christians? How are we going to figure out how to get to this thing that, that God wants us to have eternally, okay? Achie to achieve the primary mission, we've got to understand what the mission really is. Uh, some examples. Why do we teach children to walk? So that they quit crawling? <laughs> That's not it, is it? I want you to think. There's got to be a reason we do this. And why would we teach children to talk? communication you know it's not just to learn words there's got to be something why do we teach children to wash their bodies just learn how to use soap that's got to be something deeper in there why do we teach children bible verses and the things of god just to help their memory don't think that's it either we're doing these things to prepare them for life we've got to help them because they're going to enter into a mission to accomplish something so the mission is to get through life and to heaven, but what do we have to learn? We have to learn some things on the way to get us there so that the mission impossible can turn around to be possible. To achieve the mission impossible, we need to start with the possible mission. You know what a possible mission is? It's one you can accomplish. Not one you can accomplish. We've already learned what you can accomplish. So wait a minute. I want to, I want to get to heaven. I want to love God. I want to be eternally. But what about, let's talk about what's possible. What's the possible mission right here? The real mission. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. You know what happens? The possible mission is to seek God. Not heaven. Heaven is what I call a benefit. A fringe benefit. It, isn't it a great one too? But what's the real goal? Not to seek heaven, but to seek the God of heaven. And you know what the possible mission for each one of us is this morning? To seek God. And we can find him. Everyone here, it's not impossible. Everyone here says we can, we can find him if we seek him with what? All of our heart, all of our, all of our soul, and all of our strength. So the possible mission, become, the impossible mission becomes possible with God. But there's another twist. <laughs> Isn't there a twist? Mission Impossible. You start out and so you, you start going to the movie and then before you get too long, it's twisted. It's not working out. Something's wrong. It ain't go, it, this isn't going to work. Well, to love God first is really a twist because that's, that's not, it's going to be a little bit tough. Here's what happens. There's another message entirely. We've got to first learn how God loves you. Boy, isn't that crazy? Because I want to get to heaven. I want to know God. But you know what? The first thing we need to understand is how much he loves you, how much he loves me. Because until we understand that, how can we? You know, the Bible says we love him because he loved us first. And boy, when you know how somebody, if you ever know it's easy to respond to somebody that loves you, it's easy to love Anita Sanford. You know why? Because she loves me. And, what, and you know, we can apply that. It's easy to love God because I know how much he loves me. I found out how much he loves me one time. Somebody said he loves me. You ever seen, I love you this much? You ever, I love you this much? I love you this much? And then have you ever seen this one? I love you this much. You know, there was a cross, wasn't it? He said he loved us so much that he gave his life for us. He loves us. And when I know he loves me, that gives me the ability to love him. And then when I start loving him, the impossible mission starts to get more and more possible. But we get it backwards. We struggle to, to, uh, to, to love God through our determined efforts. Anybody here, I'm going to love God. You ever say, I'm going to love God. 
And, and what happens? We have programs, we have plans, we have religion, we have formulas, and we have this thing called a merit-based system. We created it. It's not a God thing. But what happens is if I do four good things, God will like me. If I do six good things, God will love me. And I did eight good things, boy, I'm in, but then I did a bad thing. Well, i got to start all over again. See, we get into a merit-based system. And does anybody know that's frustrating? Don't, isn't it frustrating to try and try and try, and then you have to back up? Well, not only is it frustrating, we know that, but guess who really loves that system? That would be a guy named Satan. Because Satan uses it to his advantage because he says, yeah, see there, you tried, you can't do it. You tried, you're a failure. You tried, it ain't going to happen. It's impossible for you to, might as well come over to my side. Isn't that right? Satan loves it. But that's not what we want to fall to because we believe God has something different. Satan loves a system. He points out our inadequacies and the impossibilities of our efforts. But you've got to know something. Ethan Hunt never completed a mission by himself. As great as he is, as fantastic and able and cunning and crafty and all of his abilities, he's never <clears throat> able to complete a mission by himself. He had to have help. And you know what? That's the, kind of the same way it is with you and I. We won't make, make it easy without help. And it's good to have friends, right? But guess what? Even with friends, that's not going to be possible to get you to heaven. It's not your friendships that get you to heaven. It's God's love for you and your response to God's love. And then that kind of changes the whole impossibility around. Somebody here has got an impossible mission. You know what an impossible mission is? We may have some of them listed here. Do we have some listed? What's some impossible missions? Here's some impossible missions. My marriage is going down the tube. It's impossible. It's going to end in divorce. It, that's an impossibility. How about health? Oh, I've got, this, I've got all these diseases. I've got all these lack. My physical body, it, it's impossible. Finances, I have got a lot more outgo than I've got income, and it's just going to be impossible. I have to go to, to bankruptcy. And then family, oh, my family's crumbling. You know, Grandpa died, and it all went to pot when he died. It, it, there's an impossibility. Let me just tell you something. Everybody here faces an impossible mission. And somebody says, well, what am I going to do? Well, I don't want you to do exactly what Ethan Hunt did, but I want you to do something similar. I want you to call in some help. Wouldn't it be good if you had some help? You ever seen these shows where they says, answer the question? He says, I don't know, can I kind of call a friend? Well, what we need to do is call a friend. Here's how, what we need to do. Here's some help we need to call. I believe it's in, uh, I've lost my place. I know it's here somewhere. I think it's in 1113, Luke 11. Or there it is, Acts 1. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. See, what happens when you get to the end of your ability, there's God's ability. When you get to the end of your impossibility, there's God's possibility. And that's what the Holy Spirit's for. Call in the help. How much more will your Holy Spirit help you and, and work with you if you what? Ask. I mean, here it says, boy, I need help. God, I need you. Because with man, the Bible says it's impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Your mission, should you choose to accept it. Have you heard that? 
when Jim Phelps was back in the first of it. Jim Phelps got the tape recorder. I wanted one of those so bad that I was going to set it up here and I was going to put gasoline in it and a lot of fuse and everything. But, you know, the fire department will be involved, the police, FBI probably, Homeland Security. Who knows what will happen after all the smoke and everything. But anyway, your mission, should you choose to accept it. You know what your mission is? I think it's in Matthew. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you. You see, to try to attack the impossible mission can't happen until you attack the possible mission. Seek ye what? First. First. Anybody know what first is? It's not second, is it? It's not third. It's not fourth. It's not plan B. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. To do the impossible mission, you must do the possible mission. Here's another one. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, will be to go out into all the world and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And if anything happens to you during this mission, your faith, heart, and actions will be acknowledged by God and man. You see, you have a mission, and there's nothing going to happen to you because God's got you in his hands. God wants you to help you with your impossible mission, the impossible mission. You know to, to know something is impossible kind of puts a damper on you. But then if somebody comes up and says, but wait, no, it's not. This can be done. We ought to perk our ears up. There's some neat things happening in the kingdom of God. We've got some impossibilities in front of us, but we've got a God of possibilities. We've got a God who wants to touch your life in such a way as to make you quit thinking naturally. The disciples were astonished. They were perplexed. What do you mean? If it's that hard, how, how, can, how can we do it? Jesus says, you can't. You and your buddies can't. With man, it's impossible, but with God. Everybody say, with God. with God. You see, it's important for you to understand it's not about you, it's about God. And it's about you accepting what God can do. Thanks for listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. If you have a need, we would love to pray with you. You can connect with our prayer team by emailing prayer at church2911.com or by texting 205-476-2911. You can learn more about our church by visiting us online at church2911.com and by connecting with us on Facebook and Instagram at church2911. We hope this message has encouraged you and reminded you that God loves you and has an amazing dream for your life. As always, we dare you to dream.